0: Welcome to 95 Mac Daily for Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. I'm your host Chance Miller. We are sponsored this week by Simple MDM. Leading off today, a new story from Bloomberg has details on Apple's continued ambitions to add new health features to the Apple Watch. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman says that Apple will add a new blood pressure sensor technology to the Apple Watch starting next year. Gurman says the system is designed just to tell a user if their blood pressure is trending upward and offer a journal for the user to jot down what's happening when hypertension occurred. To avoid potentially giving a misdiagnosis, the feature will then direct a user to call their doctor or check their blood pressure with a traditional cuff to get more specific and exact systolic and diastolic measurements. So what this means is that the Apple Watch itself won't give users those numbers, but it will track blood pressure against the baseline so it can give users more information on whether their blood pressure is trending upwards or downwards. Eventually, Apple does hope to provide that actual data to users, but that system isn't ready for prime time and is still way off down the road, according to Gurman. Also coming in 2024, according to Bloomberg, is an Apple Watch sleep apnea detection feature. Apple plans to use sleep and breathing pattern data to determine whether someone has the condition before then instructing users to go to an actual doctor and get a diagnosis. Apple is also continuing its work on more advanced health features like blood glucose monitoring with a non-invasive technology that uses silicone phonetics to shine a light from a laser under the user's skin to determine the concentration of glucose. This feature, however, is still believed to be years away from actually launching, and the two immediate things on Apple's roadmap instead are sleep apnea and hypertension. In other news today, one of the impressive parts of Monday's scary fast Apple event is that it was shot entirely using an iPhone 15 Pro. Apple has now published an in-depth behind-the-scenes video and press release showing off some of the details on how it did this, ranging from the software it used to the intricate hardware setups. Throughout the video, you can see that Apple did use a lot of hardware and technology beyond the iPhone 15 Pro Max itself, including things like professional lighting and gimbals, but the context here is that Apple would use almost all of this same hardware if it were shooting the event using more traditional camera devices. The production was led by documentary film director Brian Oakes, who said that they were able to get the same level of complex picture and video from the iPhone 15 Pro Max as they usually are for more traditional camera hardware that can range in pricing all the way up to $20,000. The production process centered around capturing footage with multiple iphone 15 pro max devices with the team utilizing the integration between the iphone 15 the black magic camera application and something called tentacle sync to drive timecode and enable all devices on set to be synced throughout the production beast grip accessories such as cages and rigs were also used during the production you can get a closer look at all of this in Apple's behind the scenes video, which you can find at the link in the show notes below. We are sponsored this week by Simple MDM, a powerful and intuitive MDM solution designed to simplify and streamline your Apple device management workflow. Managing and securing a fast growing Apple device fleet can be overwhelming for companies of any size. SimpleMDM offers powerful features and comprehensive device management capabilities to help overcome those challenges. With SimpleMDM, you can automate device onboarding, enforce policies and restrictions, and customize settings with advanced configuration options available in the user-friendly interface. Don't let the complexities of Apple device management slow you down. Simplify your workflows and unleash the full potential ...of your Apple devices with Simple MDM. Visit their website at simplemdm.com slash 9to5mac to learn more and to start your free 30-day trial. My thanks to Simple MDM for sponsoring 9to5mac daily and allowing us to keep making the show 5 days a week. Rounding out today, as the Department of Justice's antitrust lawsuit against Google continues... More details about the company's relationship with Apple have emerged. This time, testimony from Google CEO Sundar Pichai revealed that Google once pitched Tim Cook on building a version of the Google Search app that would come pre-installed on every iPhone. The story dates back to 2018, when Apple noticed something it didn't like. Google's overall revenue was growing at a much faster rate than the revenue Apple was getting from Google through their search agreement. Apple voiced those concerns to Google, and Google responded with a breakdown of different ideas and suggestions, with Google particularly pointing to changes to Siri and Spotlight Search on iPhone that presented users with information without sending them directly to the actual Google search results, which thereby meant that Google and Apple missed out on the advertising revenue from those queries. Pachai, who testified that he meets with Tim Cook around once a year to discuss their partnership, had an idea that he believed would be mutually beneficial. He explained to Tim Cook that one of the things Google found that works well on Android is building a dedicated Google search application... Pachai's idea was that this application would become pre-installed on every iPhone and would act as an alternative to Siri and Spotlight search results, which don't generate revenue for either company. Pre-installing an app from Google on the iPhone would be mutually beneficial. Google would make more revenue from search and Apple would then get a cut of all that revenue. According to the testimony, Tim Cook listened to the pitch, but didn't seem particularly interested in moving forward, and instead focused on the idea that Apple and Google both have different strengths, and the focus instead should be on teaming up in areas where it makes sense and deeply integrating the strengths of the two companies. There is of course precedent for Apple to pre-install something from Google on the iPhone, Dating back to the YouTube app that came pre-installed on the early iPhone and iOS devices. And of course, Apple used Google Maps for years before switching to its own Apple Maps system, once again signaling its unwillingness to have third-party software come pre-installed on its devices. That wraps up another episode of 95 Mac Daily. As always, you can find all of the latest Apple news on 95 Mac.com. Follow along with me on threads at Chance H. Miller. And we'll be back tomorrow for a new episode of 9to5Mac Daily.